Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, brand new edition of Over the Line, here we are, here we go, alright, so glad you could be here. Y'all like how every time I start the show, I'm like looking over to the left? It's because I run all this stuff by myself, alright, at least during show time, so I'm like, I, I've got to look in certain directions. It's not very professional, but I'm trying to make eye contact with you guys as much as possible, make it feel like I'm actually talking to you. And not just talking to myself. Although, I would rather talk to myself because I'm an awkward person. Anybody that's met me in person knows that. I have a hard time um, being a personable human being like I am behind a microphone. Unless I'm at, I don't know, like the happiest place on earth like Bucky's. You know what I'm saying? By the way, today was the first day since Bucky's is open. They opened on Monday. Today's a Thursday. It's the first day that's passed that I haven't gone. I didn't go today. I almost did. I almost stopped working in the middle of the day to go over there. But I said, you know what? You're going to be an adult today. Because you don't want Bunkies to get tired of you. I know I'll never get tired of Bunkies, but I don't want them to get tired of me. I want him to miss me a little bit. So I took the day off. That's what we did. Also, uh, congratulations to me for making it a full week. Giving you a podcast every day, Monday through Thursday, like we promised. We are going to stick to that. And just a reminder, that schedule is Monday through Thursday. We're going to pump you out some shows, and then on Friday, uh, it'll likely be like Friday night, we are going to do a live video on one of our platforms. Once we can get the hang of figuring out how to do it on all of our platforms, we'll do that. Um, but we're just going to pick one platform, whether that's YouTube or um, Facebook or TikTok or whatever. We're going to do a, a live video, Q&A, ask us whatever, we'll talk about whatever, it doesn't have to be news related. But we're going to do that. And we may even, now that we've got uh, over a 1,000 subscribers on the Over the Line YouTube page, we may be able to have some, I don't know, some new features. So that may be where we're doing our live video tomorrow night. And something's going on with my internet, but I was going to show you. There it is right there. 1,000.01 subscribers, whatever that means. None of this is loading. Why is that? I think we broke it. We we got so many subscribers, we broke it. Um, make sure you go to the page. It won't look like this. It should look uh, more normal-ish. But when you do, go to... Wait, I'm on my regular. I am on the creator account. Anyway, th there's a subscribe button somewhere. Click it. Click the little notification bell. Looks something like that. And uh, make sure you're subscribed and you're getting notifications every time we post a new episode. So you don't miss one. And you can find us, obviously, on um, all the other stuff and things. The Apple Podcast, Spotify, and every other podcast platform that, um, that you listen to. Also, don't forget about our good friends at Vaporforge out on 280. They're going to take care of you. I remind you every day because... They believe in what we do here, and I believe in what they do there. I've shopped at a lot of vape stores in my life. This one, numero uno. Love the products, love the selection, and love the guys that work there. 
freedom-loving patriots. That's the best way I know how to describe them. So make sure you go patron that business. I've told you they're over by Bailey Brothers on 280, 4673 Highway 280, uh, 205-874-9010. Whether you're already a vapor or you're looking to get off the cigarettes, they are going to help you out. So make sure you hook it up. Um, today's episode, we're not going to get too far off in the woods, and, and we'll have a lot of episodes like this where we kind of compact it and keep it a little short, maybe concentrated on one thing, and I wanted to do that because there's plenty of other stuff to talk about in the sense of uh, uh, Joe Biden in particular ramping up on the executive orders. Now, that's that's odd because Donald Trump was called a dictator for signing, like, four executive orders, you know, his first couple weeks in office. You know, he was he was the new Hitler because he signed four executive orders. Now Joe Biden's at, like, 40, and it's been, like, a week. A week. It's been a week, y'all, and he's already signed 40. But it, it's not just that he signed 40 executive orders. It's he's signed 40 executive orders, and he's got both the House and the Senate. Democrats control the House and the Senate, yet he's signing executive orders. He could virtually get any legislation through that he wanted to. He would just go through the normal process that we as constituents, we as citizens would expect him to do, but in very dictatorial fashion, if that's a word, he's just signing off on it. And it's not him. He's being put up to it. He don't even know what he's signing. He's got a little headline at the top of the paper, opens a little booklet, reads it to the camera, and then signs it. That's why it's not a big deal to him. You and I both know that there is no way within a week Joe Biden, in his feeble mindset, in his feeble mind frame, would be able to comprehend, process, and decide on whether or not to sign 40 executive orders. He couldn't do it. There's no way. So the only explanation is he is going through and he is just giving the old John Hancock right there on each EO executive action, what they call it. Also, Jen Psaki, the press secretary, what a mess she is. I've listened, I haven't listened to everyone, but I've, I've, I've watched most of the White House press briefings in their entirety. And she has almost no answers for anything. So I'll have to get back to you on that one. I'll get back to you. Remember Kaylee McEnany and how prepared she was? Remember how they mocked her for having that big binder with the little sticky notes on the side? And she was able to reference and flip through and she was almost able to answer all the questions? That Those days are over. The transparency coming out of the White House is officially over. You will get no transparency whatsoever. Everything will be secretive. Everything will be executive. And it should scare the crap out of you. Because now they're announcing... Um, and here's the thing. We get accused, those of us, whether it's talk radio or podcast, just conservative talkers in general, of using scare tactics during the election cycle. Like saying, abortion on demand. That's what Democrats want, abortion on demand. And... And they're going to put 
uh, transgenders in the little girl's bathroom, and they're also going to pack the court. They're going to pack the Supreme Court. You know, we seemed crazy for suggesting that, that those things were possible. Well, guess what? Two of those are in place. The third one, packing the court, the White House has announced they are hiring a, a, a committee, an organization, to research the best way to reform the Supreme Court. So packing the Supreme Court is well on its way, and they said they want it done within six months. They don't want to wait until, uh, you know, there, there's a midterm election and Republicans possibly take hold of the House or the Senate. They want to get it done before that. They want to get it done immediately. They want to cause irreversible damage to this country. That's what they're aiming for. Now, I'm not here to get in the weeds on that. That's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is our children. All right. Now, most of y'all that know my situation, I have an 11-year-old, P. Diddy. He just turned 11 yesterday. He is in the fifth grade, and he has excelled at school beyond my wildest dreams because I thought any offspring of mine, any any child with my DNA will be doomed in school. Not because they're stupid or anything like that, but, you know, I mean, if you got my genes, you get distracted easy, okay? Let's just be honest. It's tough to learn for people that... Uh, Come from my bloodline. But that's not the case with P. Diddy. Maybe that's thanks to his mom. I don't know. She's a teacher. So, maybe, maybe, maybe that helped out a little bit. But he has done so well. Straight A student. Maybe, I like a B here or there. But, you know, there's been no bad grades at all. And then virtual learning came along amid a COVID 19 pandemic that scared a lot of people this time last year. It got people freaked out because it was unknown. Well, here we are a year later. We know everything there is to know about COVID-19. We know so much about it. We have a vaccine. We got like four different vaccines. Yet our schools are still not open. Why is that? Well, there's two things to address there. Why are they not open? And then the effect it's having on our children. And it's not just in the classroom. It's emotionally. It's socially. These kids aren't getting to um, see their friends on a regular basis, interact with their friends, interact with their teachers, their, their gym teachers. And then the fact that you've put them in a setting where it's almost as if you've taken them, plucked them out of school, and put them directly into an office job, right? And and you, you parents out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your kid's got a laptop. He's got a website he has to go to. He has to flip through all these folders to see what assignments are for what day, this, that, and the other. And it's confusing to their little brains, it's tough. They're not ready for that. They don't have the maturity, the organizational skills. They, they just, they're not equipped. And I think that goes all the way up to even high school. I mean, seniors, juniors, 
for the most part, they should be able to handle that. But some of them even struggle with that. And it's not fair. And if you're a senior and you've dealt with this your senior year, it's going to be hard for you to concentrate on what you got to do because all you can think about is how the most important year of your high school career is now ruined. That you don't get to experience all the other things other seniors got to experience. You didn't get homecoming parades. You didn't get football games. You didn't get homecoming week. You didn't get prom. None of it. Could you imagine? I think most of us cherish our senior year in high school and had a lot of fun. I know I did. Now imagine going and doing it all over again and being told, hey, yeah, you're just going to do it all online. And being a hormonal 16, 17, 18-year-old and having to deal with the emotional gravity of that and balancing what is, you know, hard schoolwork. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of kids are failing school because we've put them in a situation that they're not ready for. Even the kids that are going back to school. So, for instance, my child, or any of you guys that are in the Birmingham, the county that Birmingham's in, Jefferson County, they're doing Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday in-person classes. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Whatever. They're off on Wednesday. Which worked out because Peanutty's birthday was yesterday on Wednesday. So we got to go do stuff. But they're in class four days a week. And I was talking to him. And I'm like, well, you know, does it help some that you guys are in class? He's like, no, it's, it's pretty much the same thing as being at home. He's like, we're all wearing masks. We're all separated. And we're all on our laptops. It's not like the teacher can walk around and help kids that are struggling with a certain assignment or a problem. He's like, we're just doing what we're doing at home, just in a classroom behind plexiglass, like a cashier or something. We're doing all of this, all of this for a virus that overall has a 99% survival rate. And... For children or kids under the age of 18 has a 99.9999999999% chance of survival. All of this. But what about the teachers, Andrew? You don't care about the teachers. You want them to die. The teachers can take precautions. And if, and if a teacher has issues to where they think it threatens their health... I don't want them to put themselves in harm's way. Find them something to do. Find a substitute teacher or a teacher that is currently out of work to do that job until the pandemic is under control. Simple solutions. It's, it's not a complicated fix at all. Get these kids back in the classroom. You're causing damage that you can't reverse. I've seen my kid emotionally decline as a direct result of this stuff. And it makes me angry. It makes me very angry. 
You can raise my taxes. You can hike gas prices. You can even steal a presidential election. But once you cross that line of hurting my kid in any way, shape, or form, that's when it's over. That is the line that you do not cross. And I will lose it once we get to that point. That's why I don't, I don't care about any of this other stuff. Politics, masks, reds, blues, liberals, Antifas, QAnons. I don't care. I don't care about none of it. This is what we should be talking about. We solve this problem first, and then we can worry about everything else. How about that? How about that? Huh? But no, no. We, we've we got to worry about transgenderism and climate change. We've got to worry about crucial race theory. And who's black and who's white? What, what, what race needs the COVID vaccine first? That's what we need. All at the expense of your children. There was one parent. is in Loudoun County. I'm not even sure what state this is in. But this is a parent that went to one of the school board meetings. And I guess they had a public forum part where parents or people of the community got to come up and say their piece as to maybe suggestions on how to do things better or criticism or whatever the case. And this guy comes up to the podium to give his two cents on what is going on currently within the school system in Loudoun County. Now, check this guy out. You should all be fired from your day jobs because if your employers knew that you were more inefficient than the, than the DMV, you would be replaced in a heartbeat. I literally just finished a conference call because I'm having to multitask to be here to, to address you guys. You're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. Now, this right here, this is exactly how I feel every time this issue comes up. This is what I say. I may not say it verbally. I may not say it out loud. But on the inside, this is exactly what I'm saying Every time this issue of keeping schools closed is brought up. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. Figure it out or get off the podium. Because you know what? There are people like me and a lot of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Raise the freaking bar. Figure it out. Figure it out. It's all we want. And if you can't, that's fine. That's fine. We won't judge you for it. You can peacefully walk off into the night. 
will figure it out. Because these kids have to be in school. That's how, that's how bad it is, right? Public schools are not even the, the, the best place for our kids to be. Public schools in a lot of places have deteriorated by miles and miles, right? But it is so important for them to be there that it's got us feeling like this guy. Figure it out. You are damaging the kids that you claim to care so much about. And we don't know how vast this damage is going to be. The long-term damage to these kids. What kind of effects will it have on them 10 years down the road? 20 years? Just in general, when they get to the workforce after they graduate high school and college. How will this affect them? We don't know. may not affect them at all. But it may affect them tremendously. All because of what? I had a guy, actually this evening, he asked me, he's like, how long do you think this is going to last, the, 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 the pandemic? And I said, I, I don't know, man. I said, I, it, it, my honest opinion, I didn't think it would last this long. When it first happened, it was big, it was scary, it was unknown. Thought, you know, worst case scenario, we'd be dealing with it for six months. And even the news stations, almost as if they had been tipped off and been told that this was going to be drawn out like this. They were seeing from the very beginning, this is going to be with us for a while. It's the new normal. It's the new normal. How many times do you hear the term new normal? And sure enough, whether they're in on it or they just got lucky in guessing, they have turned it into the new normal. But I told that guy, I was like, listen. I said, you're in a tough situation because what you've got is a virus that we've got a vaccine for that we could get a handle on very easily in a realm where level heads prevail but you can't because of money and power. The money that's being made and the politicians that manipulate the virus in order to gain power. That's why it's going on as long as it has. If Donald Trump had been able to have been declared the winner, as he should have been, We'd be well on our way to fixing it. And the left and the Democrats in the White House, now they're, you know, they're putting a bright spin on it. During the campaign, it was a deep, dark winter. But now it's like, oh, within 100 days, we're going to have 100 million vaccinations and kids are going to be back in school and blah, blah, blah. I believe it when I see it. But what does that tell you? That because of an election that they were able to, along the path of getting back to normal, baby step, baby step, baby step, baby step, election, now we're over here. Now we've made 
100 baby steps all at once, and we're way up the food chain, way, way down the road in getting all this handled. Y'all know I'm fired up because I got my arms crossed. It's sick. It's, it, it really is. It's sick when you think about it. It makes me incredibly angry. I know it makes a lot of you guys incredibly angry. And, I mean, you know, so YouTube knows this is not a, 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 a threat of violence against anyone or anything. This is a hypothetical against a person that does not exist, but it makes me want to throat punch somebody. Really does. And violence is not the way to fix things, and, you know, you, you would not want to do that I wouldn't do it you hear me YouTube I wouldn't do it but that accurately describes the way it makes me feel and if it doesn't make you feel that way you really should you may just not understand the gravity of what's going on but it's messing these kids up it's messing them up man now watch the rest of this clip where this guy, uh, after he tells them to fix it or figure it out, then they start to uh, promptly try to kick him out or get the police to drag him out of this school board meeting. You take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Raise the freaking bar. Make sure we wipe the podium. Why, why is he gonna wipe? Why does she need to wipe the podium down? The guy was forced to wear a mask that entire time. There shouldn't be anything on there. I know I've been through this a hundred times, but if masks work and if social distancing works, why do we have a problem? Why do you have to wipe that off? Hey, you wipe it off where his hands touched. Okay, I get it. His hands didn't touch the microphone. But we're living through this thing as if the mask and social distancing don't work. And don't give me the, well, you know, better safe than sorry. Look at the drama that the mask thing caused. The fights it's caused. People have been killed over the mask thing. People have been forced, even in a state like Alabama, to wear masks. Yet, the mask mandates across the country never lined up with the decline or even the rise in COVID cases. They never matched. And in most cases, they were the exact opposite. I'm not saying this thing can't spread if you're too close to somebody or you spit in somebody's face. But when do we follow the science? When do we follow the data? That's all I'm asking. Your time is finished. Can you please leave the know, boardroom? It's okay. Don't worry Thank you. I'll be back next time. In the next time. To open the freaking school! Can I ask the deputy to please make sure the gentleman has leaves the boardroom? Come on, I'll walk out with you. There's another one out there. All right, let's walk. All right, let's walk. 
I want him saying, let's open the freaking schools as my ringtone. You think I can get that hooked up? Open the freaking schools. I kind of want that. It's damage that we don't know what kind of effects, long-term effects, will have on these children. What we do know is the short-term effects it has on these children. And it's bad. It's really bad. There's no reason my child should be failing assignments. Simply because he doesn't have the organizational skills to go through 20 folders with five assignments apiece and be able to get each and every one of them done. That's ju- And that's just one part of this. Well, you're the parent, you know, you should make sure he's doing his work. Oh, really? Really? So, instead of when life was normal, where we just checked with the kid, hey, you got some homework? Oh, you do? Let's let's knock it out. I'll double check it so you can send it back. We're doing an entire day's worth of work. And for these kids that are at home having to do it, while parents are at work, because I don't know if y'all know this, but most parents don't get to sit at home. Some of y'all are fortunate, and God bless you, and I'm glad you're in that situation where... Maybe the mom or the dad gets to stay home with the kid while the other one works because they make good money, but not everybody's in that situation. An overwhelming majority of people are not in that situation. And if they are, in a lot of those cases, they're not even in public schools, they're in private schools, which is a whole totally different set of rules. So how do they expect people to, to pull it off? How do they expect um, how do they expect first, second, third, fourth, fifth graders to sit at home alone all day? Yes, I know first or third graders probably shouldn't be home alone. Really, fifth, sixth, seventh graders shouldn't be home alone, but they they have to. That's that's what's so bad about this. I could give you a whole list of things that negatively affect children because of this. Some kids, school is their escape from an abusive parent. Some of them, uh, their only meal of the day comes from school. The only time they get to see friends. The only time they feel accepted by anybody, especially an adult like their teacher. And home is the last place they want to be. But you forced them to be there all day, every day, because of a virus that's not going to kill them. Andrew, but there were three cases in the U.S. of kids being infected. Okay, that happens. And it's just as tragic as kids being infected and dying from anything else. We had a 14-year-old here in Birmingham. Died just two days ago as a tornado came through one of the suburbs of Birmingham. Absolutely tragic. But there's no reason 
to act like that life was less important because it wasn't caused by COVID. It's insane. Figure it out. And as a matter of fact, I encourage every single one of y'all, if you're involved in your kid's school and the school board, show up. Show up and bring the fire that this guy's got. If you're here in the South, we've got it a lot better than a lot of others. But they're still being affected. You can get it back to normal. There's nothing and no reason we should be waiting any longer. Figure it out. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube. Over the line on YouTube, click the notification bell. I meant to say this at the beginning of the video, but make sure you like and you comment. Like and comment. Like, like, and comment. That puts us in the algorithms. Make sure you do that. And if you want to go on old videos and like and comment, do that as well. I'm not going to think you're stupid if you post three, four, five comments. It helps us out. helps us get the word out. And we need to get the word out. Especially... With a day and age where so much disinformation is being put out there. So subscribe, like, comment. Make sure you're following us on MeWe. You're following us on, uh, we're still on Facebook and Twitter as of right now. And then on TikTok, which is our newest platform, at Andrew McLean, who on there. We're actually putting small podcast show clips on TikTok. And we will be going live on tiktok once we build up some momentum on there i think we got like a thousand subscribers on there which is it was a lot easier to get a thousand subscribers on there than it was youtube but uh make sure you're hooked up with all that stuff keep up with us no matter what we do as we started this week doubling down on this podcast we're going to make sure you guys get it as much as possible we just need to be assured that you guys enjoy the podcast. You don't even have to say you appreciate it. But the fuel that we run on is hearing from you guys saying, hey man, I just want to let you know, I appreciate what you and Trish do to put these podcasts out. You're doing a fantastic job. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. It means the world to us. So that's it. That's all we got. We'll have you a live video tomorrow. So stay posted on the social media to see where will we be doing that? So, until next time, see ya, cuz! Oh.